Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm Greg DeVries, pastor at The Well Scottsboro, and I'm grateful that you've decided to listen to this podcast. I hope that this word uplifts you and encourages you wherever you are. Stay with me for a few moments after the sermon. I would like to pray with you. I trust you'll be blessed by the word of God. Well, we're with Orna Greenman and her sister Adi, and uh, Orna, of course, there in Israel on the ground in Jerusalem, and uh, we're, we love being able to hear from you last week, and um, we'd love to hear your heart and what God's put on it this morning. Shalom, everyone. Shalom. Thank you for praying for us and having the desire to get into the details Adi, do you want to say something? Okay. I want to start with you today with a very familiar, famous verse that ignites all of us when we think about Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a symbol to Israel. Um, Psalms 122, verse 6. I hope it's the same in English. Um, says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But the Hebrew, more accurately, it, it doesn't just say pray that there will be peace. If it would have been the case, then that would be very sad because for centuries, people have prayed, God, let there be peace in Jerusalem. And hardly there is peace in Jerusalem. This prayer is not really being answered. And when it does, it's very temporary. What the verse says is ask ask how it's not pray that there will be peace ask how is the situation in jerusalem concerning peace if you go to jeremiah 15 this phrase that is not accurately translated in in the psalm is very well translated in um jeremiah 15 let me read it because there Jeremiah 15, verse 5, Jeremiah says, um, Who will have pity on you, O Jerusalem? And who will mourn for you? And then he says, Who will turn aside to ask how 
your welfare. How are you doing? How is your peace? It's the same phrase. So when you go back to Psalms 122, it's that is what God is saying. Ask how is her welfare? How is she doing? And in order to ask that, you need to get involved. You need to have people like me or someone in the land that can tell you the details. It just doesn't come across rightly from the media. Definitely not the details you want to have that are connected to the Bible, which is, I, I want to stop here for a second and encourage each one of you to get involved either with a ministry or a believer in the land, just to have that relationship going so you have the details and you know how to pray. You will very quickly find out that there is no peace because God is doing something and he wants to recruit you to pray on, on her behalf, on our behalf. Um, one, one angle I want to highlight today shortly um, has to do with Judaism or more accurately, rabbinical Judaism. The form of Jewishness today is not biblical Judaism. It's rabbinical Judaism. It started in the days of Jesus just a little earlier. And what we have today is a um, modern format of the Pharisees. Mm. And remember how he rebukes them constantly for, for, their, for, for the gap between what they do and what they teach. Rabbinical Judaism stemmed out of Pharisaic Judaism and throughout the years it got more and more and more radical, gradually taking the authority, the ultimate authority from God and handing it to the rabbis. They did it themselves. It's, it's a fascinating historical process how they use the authority of the text to prove that it lost its authority and has been given to them. It's a part of a punishment called the hidden faces that I've uh, spoke about and wrote about. I don't want to get into it now. I want to tell you a short story. Yesterday, I went to, um, uh, to a sim dresser to, 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 to do a little job here in one of the uh, small streets downtown. I've never met her before, and uh, I walked in, and she was working on on fixing the uniform of a of a soldier. She asked me to wait, and so she's fixing the uniform. the The girl then measures it, and um, she she prays over her the the dress. She prays over her, and eventually she blesses her, and she says, "May the rabbi observe you." And then she points to his picture on the wall. And, and tells her, pray to him, because he saw that coming. He, he told us about it many years ago. He said, exactly this is what's going to happen. She's referring to, um, to, Rabbi, to the Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, the Lubavitch. This is Chabad, and it's one of the Orthodox, uh, big, uh, one of the biggest uh, denominations in Rabbinical Judaism. They believed he is the Messiah. He never, by the way, he, he was never in Israel. He lived in um, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, all his life. Um, 
um, and was worshipped as a messiah. And when he died, his disciples expected him to rise. Some of them, one of the radical uh, sects that remained of his followers is still waiting him decades later to be resurrected. Um, and then, so the soldier leaves and I start talking to her about that. And she says, we have a weapon. And I'm excited. I'm saying, yeah, let's go there. You know, let's talk about the weapon because she's speaking about spiritual weapons. And I'm thinking while she measures my curtains that I need her to fix, um, uh, we can start, we can run our spiritual talk. And no, she says our, our weapons, she abbreviates the word weapons for me. It's three letters. And she says, you need to light Shabbat candles nerot shabbat kodesh three words in hebrew that means a weapon if you do that everyone will be rescued and i, I was just it does listen guys there's nothing new in that but at this point i'm i'm getting to the ends of myself with the ability to just contain it or brush it off or I'm thinking, I'm th I, I want to use, you know, I want to use another phrase of Jeremiah. That, that's where I was yesterday, just weeping over it. Jeremiah 9 verse 1. Oh, that my head were waters mm -hmm. and my eyes a fountain of tears that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. And I'm thinking, okay, God, we are under judgment. Let us make the most out of this hour i don't want to repeat this lesson my grandmother did my father did each one of them in their level of on their level of persecution must speak enough let's make them and i'm thinking we're gonna end up with big repentance we're gonna realize there is a god to israel we don't need all these idols we're lifting our eyes up to and i don't know i'm just this is why i want to recruit you because it's going to take a miracle. Rabbinical Judaism had shifted our minds so far away from God's word. It's going to be a sobering experience to let go of this ocean of rabbinical writings that provides an answer for everything and seek the real original truth and realize who he is. So I started filming short clips every day, really short and sending them wherever people are willing to listen, like a minute and a half. And just, just quoting a verse from the Bible with a short prayer and trying to encourage people to look back into the word and draw their comfort from there. And tomorrow, Adi and I are going to start, um, uh, maybe we'll do it once a week, like a deep brief meeting, and I call it crossing over and repenting. I just want to start with myself and the body, the local body, and then see this nation coming out of this tragedy with our eyes in, on a different level. If I... I, I I don't know. 
I don't I don't know. I mean, God will give us the grace, but if we're going to come out of this looking again at how strong we are and how capable we are and how great are all these rabbis or the candles for Shabbat. Lord, Lord, have mercy because I in my human eyes and the things I hear. I don't see that happening. You know, that is so interesting. You speaking of the uh, just the rabbinical uh, you know, thought, you know, thought process, just the, part of the culture and how it's pulled people from what God was really saying in his word. And, you know, I see that same kind of parallel, um, you know, with the American church with, uh, you know, there, there are, there have been sayings that, are just part of the culture that people take as scripture, but it's not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, yeah, that's so, so interesting to hear. Yeah. DJ, it's always Israel is not the focus of God's, uh, we're not, we are not superior, but we are his Yeah. You need to focus on Israel because that's how you learn who he is. And how he deals with human beings. And if you want Americans, if you want to save your nation, this horrific lesson, go back to the word. Just go back to the word. I'm recording those short clips every day and and there's a few other guys helping me. And every time we we find a verse and we say, oh, that's comforting. Let's go about that. You know, let's just read the verse. But you still want to give a little context because I don't want to cut and paste whatever I'm comfortable with. Every time you see something comforting in the word, it starts with God saying, heed my voice or obey my commandments or straighten up return to me i will return to you but you've got to do something it's it's in our it's in our dna when i got saved it happened in south africa 40 years ago but i needed two revelations first of all that god exists okay i was an atheist but even the orthodox jew who be, who believes there is god he needs a revelation of the fact that god answers that he's real, that he's involved in the matters of men. And then once you know that, then you can ask, is Jesus the Jewish Messiah? And you get the answer if your heart is sincere. But we are so far from the word and who he is. And you're right, Americans are too, even Christian Americans. Well, thank you, Abba. Thank you that you see to the heart. What can I say? We, we, we are all under a certain level of deception. And it, I, I find out being a disciple is constantly melting one more lie, one more lie of my heart and my understanding, constantly. Mm. I love those wow moments. How didn't yeah. I see that before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good moments. <laughs> I call them lampstand moments. <clears throat> we call them light bulb moments. <laughs> Same idea. Same yeah. thing. Light bulb moments. Yeah. The light comes on. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing. That was really good. Adi, do you want to say something? I think one of, oh, I, um, I'm trying to think how to word it. One of the things that you need to understand about 
Judaism, you know, Orna said there's there are many, uh, almost maybe not to the extent of the number of Christian denominations, mm -hmm. but there yeah. are so many Jewish denominations. Yeah. They're, they're, and they're so diverse, but a lot of, in the core of it, um, among the Orthodox or the, the religious Judaism, I mean, there's a lot of idolatry there, you know, that there, it's all about the rabbi, it's not about God. And I think um, part of what God is doing right now is bringing the people to a point of realizing, you know, we can't, one of those mountains that we can't lift our eye to is the rabbis. They have to lift their eyes straight to God, to look straight upon him and know that he is the one that will provide the help, not rabbi this or rabbi that or, you know, being able to, um, I can't even think of how to word it in English, but they have all these uh, rituals that they do. And there's also part of Judaism that is, I mean, some of these people will, will tell you that they are um, atheists. And yet they still practice religion. It's a traditional religious act. Here is the tradition. The tradition is God gave the law to Moses, Moses to Joshua, Joshua to the elders of the nations, the elders to the judges, the judges to the prophets, ta, 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 ta. And then it ends, no prophets. Now what? Rabbis. Yeah. But it's, it's, uh, it's, and there's also a law that Moses received written but you can't really live with it. And so God also gave Moses an oral law, which is written in multitudes of books, but it wasn't written then, but Moses passed it down. And now only the rabbis know the answer to every question. So the answer comes from God, ta, 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 so many generations backward, but you can't go to God directly. He doesn't answer. So go to the rabbi. What do you do with one rabbi giving you one answer and the other one another? Do you choose which rabbi to follow? Yeah, you have to choose which one is correct. And, you know, I had years ago, I mean, this was probably almost 30 years ago. Um, I, I was riding the bus back in and two from my army base and I sat by a guy who was a religious guy observant guy and we got into a discussion and you know I shared my faith with him and he was sharing his perspective and the bottom line for him at the end of it was that um, in Judaism your salvation lies in your works so you it doesn't matter really what you believe in as long as at the end of the day when you are facing God, you have a whole list of good deeds that you have done to redeem you. Mm -hmm. So his perspective was, well, if you believing that Yeshua is the Messiah is going to make you a better person, then I guess you're okay with it. Because if that's going to make you do the right kind of deeds, then that's okay. Now, there are other religious groups that would completely deny that perspective because it doesn't to them it doesn't matter how many good deeds you do if you believe in jesus it kind of um right. it wipes no, right. it out it washes no. it um the bottom line is really you know they put trust in men mm -hmm. and go to isaiah you know it says you know they're they're um 
their worship, their religion, their faith is based on traditions of men. Mm-hmm. And God strictly forbids that. Mm-hmm. If you look at all these books that Orna just mentioned, there are at this point thousands of books that have been written over, you know, 2000 years. Actually, it's what it's 2400 years since Malachi who is considered to be the the last prophet. Um but then look at what it says in in Revelation. It says, you know, do not add or reduce anything that is written in this book. This book that God has canonized, that God has called sacred, we as men should not add or take away from. Mm-hmm. But that is what they are doing. Sure. Yeah. And I know I know it's getting lengthy and we probably have to go and y'all y'all have to be about your business. But before, right before Orna said that, I wrote down Orthodox on one side and I wrote down Catholic in in America, because they they um, idolize the Pope and and Mary, and and Mary is the mediator to get yeah. to Jesus, and yeah. so it's just our Christian Orthodox, uh, our Christian religion, and it, again, it looks the same. It, you've got to go to Absolutely. the priest and 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 confess your sins to a, a confession box. You know, it's you're going to. So it, it it again is taking that same pattern and setting it here in America and giving it a new name and, and a new way. But you know, we know that there's You're only so one way right, to the father. So right, Gretchen. One way Rabbinical to Judaism is as closest as can be to Catholicism. It's a spirit of religion in just another costume. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it gives people, you know, an odd way, a lot of comfort, because from the moment you get up in the morning, you know what you need to do. And if you do it, you do you go through your checklist and it gives you this false sense of peace. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, It's always so rich to be able to hear from you. And God is placed us in these days and this these times for a reason and a purpose and mm-hmm. uh, we're delighted that um we're able to um you know be a part of the kingdom with you tell us how we can be praying for you you know maybe one or two things for this upcoming week i know that um it may be a, a daily change right as far as what the need is but right now um, as we speak what are the needs that we can be praying for for you Okay, thank you. Really along these lines of, of, of focusing on repentance, I need so much wisdom. It, it's like taking the hammer on the heads of broken people. So how do you approach it with wisdom and in a way that comforts and gives people, oh, a way out? So I, I would love that. Um, uh, also the ability to focus it takes me almost a couple of hours every day to get rid of the fogginess mm. I, I don't think the, it's depression I don't know I've never been depressed in my life so I can't but I recognize it takes me longer to get out of bed and just do that get going Um and I, I am surrounded with people, they call me, they, that are dealing, one of the messages that came, yeah, that also devastated me two days ago, 
So it was three messianic commanders. They're in charge of soldiers who are not necessarily messianic. And these three commanders have been appointed to clear the body parts from the southern region. And after 10 days, their soldiers couldn't take it anymore. How do you comfort? Sometimes you can't. You just hold and hug and be there. Uh, and we're, we're just starting. We will need a deep breath, long-range breath. I, I need it. Um, obviously, as I told you, my sinuses are speaking. I thought I can contain more. And so probably also to know when to stop. I can I can get out of the country to a close nearby. I'm, I I don't. I can't. Mentally, I cannot. I can't go on vacation. I could have used a nice three nights somewhere else. You, you can't. Everywhere you go, there's people that I don't even want that really. So in in the midst of the crisis. I need the um, I, I I I think I'm also learning that I rely on my own little mountains and you can pray that for me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Many well, times I don't know how to pray. I just speak in tongues. Just say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus again and again. Yeah. Well, there's power in that name. Yes. Oh, I can I don't know how they go without it. Right. We just want to be Aaron and her for you. To you are. You know, even knowing that I I have that meeting with you makes me a uh, focus. Like I I okay, what do I want to cover? It makes me. It helps. It helps to prepare. It helps them to be with you. And by the way, I got your gift yesterday. Thank you. Good. Thank you. So I'm going to see how I'm going to distribute that and send you some pictures. Mm -hmm. Thank awesome. you. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we love you dearly. And uh, we look forward to being able to give you that hug in person. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. But until then, we, were, we will continue praying for you as a church for um, Israel. And we do thank you for giving us a little bit more insight on um, how to pray um, as we would say, for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, we love you dearly. Thank you. Guys, Thank so you. Much.
I trust that you are encouraged and inspired by the Word of God today. Once again, I want to say thank you for joining us on this podcast. It's very important that after you receive the Word of God to make sure it gets sealed in your heart. I'd like to do that with you. I'd like to pray with you that we could tuck it away in our hearts and that we let the Word of God have free course, move swiftly in us, and it would glorify God. You know, the Word of God is a seed. You can expect results out of it. You can expect fruit out of it. You can expect something to be produced. Again, I'm so thankful that you joined us. Now allow me just a moment to pray with you. Father God, we come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus, the Word of God Himself. And I thank you for the Word that has been heard. I thank you for the Word that has been received. And Lord, now I ask that it gets covered up and it gets protected and locked and lodged in our hearts, Lord. And Father, I pray that you would water it. I pray that you would nurture it, that you would bring the light and revelation that it needs. And I pray that it produce good fruit in each and every heart that has received it today. I ask this in Jesus' name. I do this at the end of every service at the church. I want to do it with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you. And may the Lord find great delight in you. And may you find great joy in Him. May the Lord provide for you. May the Lord protect you. And may the Lord give you peace, peace. God bless you. Thanks for joining us.